0: Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today we're gonna to talk about something quite personal on me that I only found out, uh, I think, last year, mm. early last year, um, which is ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder. Mm. And I used to think that I don't have this. Mm. I used to think that people that have this are people that you know the kids that run around and then just like making all the troubles. I always thought that people that have that. And then when uh, I think March last year or March two years ago, what happened was that I was diagnosed with ADHD, and I, I was so sure that, oh, you know, that, that can't be right, right? That can't be right? And I think that explains a lot of things because I always had a really tough time focusing on certain things, and for me, focusing, I have to, I have to try. So I just don't get it, like why well, some of my friends, some of the people that I know, they can focus on things so easily, like, just happens to them. It's like yeah. just opening your mouth so easy, right? Yeah. Uh, or blinking your eyes so easy. But for me, I actually have to try just to focus on one thing and just to f- focus on linear thought, and um, and also f- I go through a few issues in a way that I always get when I'm, especially when I'm at certain uh, phases of my day where I become very high energy. Like mm-hmm. Maybe after a cup of coffee or maybe after the gym, my my mind tend to be very much like kind of like scrambling. Kind of mm-hmm. like, I, I always equate my mind the way it works is like mahjong. Mm-hmm. You know when you're shuffling and the mahjong, yes. that's yes. how my mind works when you know, high energy state. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I I, thought firstly, oh, I can't be ADHD, maybe it's too much sugar, I need to cut out sugar. Mm-hmm. So I cut out sugar for, for a while, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but when I started got prescribed with uh, certain prescriptions from the doctor, uh, I started seeing a huge difference in a lot of things. Like I stutter less, okay. and you know, because I do webinars, I do live trainings and things like that. I noticed that when I take the prescription pills, mm-hmm. um, I watched back recordings of, of me on in training, yep. and I realize that I stutter less. I explain things a lot clearer, mm. and I forget about things less. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's something. Because I know you work with kids. Like, what, what's your what's your opinion about ADHD? Some people think that ADHD doesn't exist. Mm. Some of them think that it's just something new that people or the government created just so that they can create pills for mm. it. Right? Like, what's your thought about this?
1: Alright, so um, my background is actually in psychology. Yeah. specifically more on applied psychology. So by the end of the day, it, to me, it's all a matter of like how does it affect a person. So for example, when people talk about things like ADHD, AD, and all the kind of amazing stuff, all those are just labels to understand what is certain people going through and what can be done to help that person acclimatize to live a healthy, normal life. Mm. And that's a very important thing because back in the olden days, no one actually had a name for this. If you are experiencing something at an extreme level, you're just going to be labeled as you have something wrong. Yep. And you have to be excluded out of the society because you can't be helped. And because science back in the day, they really don't know what to do. Yep. And they go to extremes uh, to the point that they think like there there is a spirits in you and they have to do exorcists and stuff like that. And um, with, with time, um, scientists started to explore it's not just a matter of chemicals, it's not just about hormones, it also could be the potential thing of the brain, about how the brain functions, and not everyone's the same. Yep. And, and with time, people started to address certain points. Mm. And when they start to address, then they started to focus on how can this improve people. Yep. And it's very common, especially in Asia, where people uh, take mental uh, illness or mental challenges as a taboo because for them it's like it's something wrong somewhere something that is not right something yeah. is going to be bad yeah. and and that sense of fear rather than like fight like being open to us like what can be done they just rather be ignorant and I'll tell you like,
0: something about the Asian culture I experienced it uh, my family thinks that with mental health either you're crazy or you're not yeah yeah right that's it like the only mental illness they know mm. is going completely crazy. Correct.
1: Black or white, there is yeah. no gray.
0: And, and the thing is, I'm not, I don't think ADHD people are crazy. I think these are the people that are just a little bit different.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and the world doesn't... Ref- I mean, they, they, don't, they cannot fit into the world. That's the problem, mm. right? Because things that are built uh, around us are not so much built for ADHD people. And it's a, very hard to explain because I think a lot of people with ADHD, they go to different types of ADHD. I believe yes. there are three types of ADHD. Uh, some people are just like high energy, they just they have to be moving around. Some people, they are more like inside, like they're high energy inside, but they don't display it with their mm. their physical mm. movements. Mm. Uh, and some people are just more emotional and things like that. Uh, like, So uh, a couple of students, uh, I, I'm not going to name names as well, uh, they were telling me, you know, that's why I just can't focus in a class. And uh, when I do things, I can't focus. When I felt like everyone is stupid, I felt like everyone is driving slow. I felt like... Um, they were just telling me a lot of similar problems that mm. I personally felt like I'm going through as well and I always ask them you know you're not gonna I know this is gonna be weird coaching advice coming from an internet business mentor mm. uh, but I was telling them you know what I think you should go see a psychiatrist mm. and they'll be like wait, wait 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 you're not asking me to do Facebook ads you're not asking <laughs> me to you know run a funnel or process or you're asking me to see psychiatrists for mm. why, and I always tell them that. Listen, if you can't fix yourself, you cannot fix things around you,
1: which is very powerful. And yeah. I think that's a very important message and advice people should be giving, because so many times people, like I mentioned just now, they just uh, choose to not face this particular thing as a problem. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that every. Op- Every problem has an opportunity. Yep. All right. Now, individuals that are so-called labelled as ADHD may come with different symptoms. Some, like you mentioned, they are very active. Some is like they think super fast. Some is they have maybe a bit lack of uh, uh, social connections, or maybe empathy, yeah. but because they're thinking in a very different way. And it's not their fault, because it could be a little bit of uh, biological issues, they could be some hormonal issues, yeah. it could be neurologic issues, but by the end of the day, it's not that they don't want to fit in, it's just that they are uncomfortable fitting into the common thing. And what is, what is normal? Normal is the 60% of the population, right. all right? Once upon a time, uh, a certain thing was done in a certain way, and that is considered normal. It right. may not be normal now. So what happened is with now people being more aware of this, it's very important to address it. And I love the fact that when people come up with a problem, you have this ability to help drill down yeah. towards like, finding what could be the cause of it. Because a lot of people, they just focus on the surface. And that's why a lot of people get misdiagnosed mm-hmm. and mistreated. Yeah. It's the same for personal. It's the same for business. It's the same for anything in life. It's, if you're only working on the surface, you won't get the problem solved properly. Right. And I think that's very powerful. And, and if you don't solve the, ro- the root problem, you do not necessarily get the chance to really see a positive focal point. And, and you're gonna feel a lot of pain, you're gonna feel a lot of discomfort, and that's where the problem is, because that cycle happens to the point that that individual, especially usually the person that is facing ADHD or ADD, they would kind of like just blame themselves. They end up saying, you know what, it's I am the one that can't fit in, or whatever reason. That's what I
0: did. I always thought that I was bad at math, mm-hmm. I always thought that, I was born in a way that oh, I'm not meant to do this. Mm. I'm not meant to do that, and I, I've never thought about ADHD mm. being in me at all. Mm. As I said, as I said again, you, you were saying this in the Asian culture. There was no such thing as ADHD. Like literally, it doesn't exist in this culture, mm. and um, people see it as an excuse, mm. right? So one thing you know, if your listener listening to this, if you are watching this, uh, I, I would advise you to go and schedule an appointment with a psychiatrist and do a test. Mm. You never know what you got. Mm. Some people don't even know they have depression, some, mm. don't, some people don't even know they have, like, anxiety attacks. Yep. Because they, they just cannot associate that work with them. Because when you have anxiety, people just think, oh, you're, you're just freaking out, mm. right? They just play so small, they thought like it's not a big deal, right? And for a long time, I always thought that maybe, you know, maybe I, I'm just stupid. Like, other people are just a lot smarter, they're born with a better brain, mm. a better understanding of things. Mm. So I always thought I was stupid, because when it comes to doing math, the way I break down math is because math is step-by-step, step, like complicated math, yeah. right? It's about step-by-step step, fixing things at a time, mm-hmm. uh, one problem at a time. But I couldn't focus on solving one problem at a time. The moment I finish step one, I'm thinking about step four. Mm. But I need to force myself to go back to step two, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and and people don't understand that. It's, it's so hard to explain. That's the thing. The thing about mind is that it's easy to, to to say you have a problem or easy to say that you're stupid, but when it comes to explaining, people don't get it. And it's so tiring to actually explain this Uh, effect or the feeling to other people as well Mm -hmm. right which is why I tell a lot of people you know get yourself diagnosed go check your Mm -hmm. mind people Mm -hmm. check their health or they check their blood they check their business they don't check their mind though so check your mind right definitely go take a look because if you found out that oh you know maybe like for me I I, I am a little bit of a stutter like not a lot but I'm a stutter but the moment I take a pill I can speak very cleanly Mm
1: -hmm. very
0: very easily and I just feel my brain, the, the words, the, the thinking that comes, it's very smooth. It's like a mm-hmm. slow train track that comes in perfectly smooth, mm-hmm. right? Um, but when I am when I am not on pill, I'm not on pill today, right? Uh, my mind, the way my mind works is like the the freeway or the highway, <laughs> lots of cars, you know, just like... Full massive. of activities. Yeah, yeah and, and, and it's really fast. I can feel it as well. That's the thing, right? And... Sometimes when I drink too much coffee, that makes it worse. Mm. So I even control my coffee intake, the oh, okay. timing of what I do, when I do my meetings, because I used to do meeting because I didn't know that there was this problem. So I would drink coffee and I'll go in the meeting and then sometimes people will just make like some stupid mistake and i be like, oh, you're making a stupid mistake and mm-hmm. I'll get really angry very fast. Mm. And I and, and, and I realized why people do that now. I realized why some people got into those particular situations because they're combining with so many issues already, like we're talking about stress, we're talking about, so the, maybe a little bit of depression, anxiety, and then suddenly you have this ADHD coming in and amplifying everything, mm. that makes it worse. Mm. So I think a lot more people need to understand that uh, if you need to get as you well, mm-hmm. and plan your life around the answer of the diagnosis, mm. right? If you have ADHD, for example, for me, being a business person is very difficult because you have to front your team, yep. right? Uh, you have to front. Uh, you have to meet your customers. You have to meet your clients. Uh, sometimes you have to record videos, and recording video is one of the toughest thing for me, mainly because um, when I'm not on pill, when I'm thinking about let's say, because the way I record video, I have a step, mm. right? We start out with step one, step two, step three, step four. Say mm. say the first one first, and the second one third. Yep. That's a sequence. Yep. But sometimes when I'm filming videos on the fly without the pill, <laughs> I I will talk about number one and then go to number four and then Mm. go come up with number six randomly and then come up with number seven and then go back to number two and the video becomes super unclean. Um, So if I know I'm going to be recording a video, I will actually take uh, the pill three hours before Mm. and that's been magic for me. The pill really saved my life Mm. and it also saved my relationship as well because Mm. most people don't understand this. ADHD doesn't just affect uh, how you do things, but also how you react to your partner, mm. to your family. Mm. Because uh, I used to be very explosive, like, as mm. in, you can touch me a little bit, and if I'm in that mood right now, I would just like be very rude and really hard to de- deal with. Mm. Um, but if I'm on the pill, I tend to be a lot more relaxed, mm. I do think more logically, I kind of calm down a little bit. Uh, I felt like calming down is a lot easier when I'm on the pill versus not on the pill. So. Being an entrepreneur, I think having ADHD is very difficult, mainly because of uh, just how quickly your brain works. And I read that a lot of very very wealthy people they are like that too, and a lot of their team members, their employees, their corporate uh, board don't understand them because they, they are like that. I heard that maybe potentially people like Steve Jobs actually have ADHD too because he's a very impulsive person. Mm. Like you, I don't even know, you know about this, but. There was one time he was doing a presentation. I think he was unveiling either the iPad or the iPhone. And I think something on the on the something on the presentation doesn't work. The clicker doesn't work mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he just really went all out on one of the employees that was setting up the stage for him. And then that employee literally got, I think, fired or something like that. And and he's known to do that. And I believe I don't know about this, but I do believe that maybe the reason why he's so impulsive is because he he shared something in common with me, which is a form of ADHD as well. Mm. What is your opinion dealing with entrepreneurs or dealing with business owners with ADHD? Interesting. Because you had to deal with me,
1: obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I find it interesting because um, you're you're doing something that a lot of people are afraid to do, which is uh, opening the closet. Meaning to say it's like certain things that you, you would use. This is something that you will usually keep it for yourself. It's yeah. not something that you open. People consider this as like dirty laundry. You don't air your dirty laundry. Yeah. Uh, but you're willing to kind of like share what's behind closed doors. And, and in a very big way, it's also giving people permission who may be facing that but not aware or might not be comfortable moving forward with it to give themselves permission to do something about it, which is great. And I think that's super important because... When it comes to an individual um, who is comfortable enough to be uh, seeing themselves as what it is, uh, it means that that person's ability to have self, I would say, self-esteem, which is I believe the definition would be the ability to feel love for themselves and the ability to feel capable of doing something. Right, and and a lot of times they use. The, the pain that they get from experiencing the, the way that they live, the way they think, and how they feel like they are outcasts, um, to cause comp- them to feel like they are not loved, they are not capable because- Why, why do you think they do that? this is a this is a problem like if you notice right in different stages of development when people when, when children are growing up to become adults they reach a certain stage in the middle where they are considered as teenagers this is a stage where they want to become their own identity they want to become who they want to who they want to be they are no longer like oh i want to be like the superhero my mom and dad was i'm not, i want to be better than that in their mind they want to be better than them. that's why when parents are with their kids they, they've kind of like why as a teenager they do everything except what their parents are doing Uh, because they want to have their own identity but at this stage because they have no really rock-solid relationship with anyone else they're kind of alone and when they're alone they're very fragile and when you're fragile um, the people you mix with the community you're with the environment you're with affects you a lot meaning to say it's like if people like if you're good with sports people look up to you in doing sports they're like woohoo and you feel great but let's say for example you're not good in sports you may be good in chess and a lot of people don't like chess, and but a lot of people don't really care about chess. Mm. So then people have the labels like ah, oh, doing something that's not important, not or it's a nerd. Mm. So in other words, that would that would impact the individual's perception of themselves, mm. making themselves feel like oh okay maybe I am not that capable or maybe not that loved, and that impacts them to the right. point is like they don't give themselves permission to really kind of like address problems and move forward with it. Right. So that's why it's, 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 it's the important stage of everyone's life when they're growing up to, from a young young adult to become an adult. Mm-hmm. And I think that impacts them a lot. So that's why um, I'm really grateful that you, you voiced this out because no matter where you are in your life, whether you're considered successful or not successful yet, or you're going through very difficult times, it, it might not be the problem that you think you have that is stopping you. Okay. It could be something else. It could be like, it's no, maybe it's nothing to do with your mom, nothing to do with your dad, nothing to do with your job. Maybe it's just that how you, how your brain is processing things. And like for your case, it's like when you were able to get diagnosed, you got prescription. You got certain type of medication yep. that help you mediate it. It doesn't solve the problem, it mediates it. It helps you resolve certain things biologically that helps you function better. Yep. And imagine, right, that happens for Individuals back at home imagine individuals that that might have like a lousy day at work, you know have no relationship with their families couldn't find a date all those kind of weird weird stuff that they they put on upon themselves Was just a matter of like them understanding that they they are They have certain biological differences They have different ways of thinking things mm-hmm. and getting that resolved could fix certain things that help change their life forever,
0: right? So, so what about entrepreneurs? Like you know, there are a lot of them that are going through this, mm. but they don't know that they're going through this,
1: mm. right?
0: What how do you think that they what what they can what can they do right now you, besides what, getting the diagnosis? This is
1: very important because if if they don't get diagnosed, they're not gonna know. It's gonna be like running around like a headless chicken because they're gonna be putting effort into things that may not necessarily be important, may not necessarily be helpful. So I think getting diagnosed is very very important. Especially if you're doing business, right. because you're not just doing something with your time. It's also going to be your energy and the people that is involved with you. Right. And a lot of times, business people they have money involved that is also linked towards their family. That's directly linked towards their livelihood and also the people that they serve. Yeah. So in other words, is that if they don't get someone that has the right eyes and the right ears to to really go and diagnose it, they are going to be going around in circles. Yeah. Because this is one of the biggest problems that a lot of people are facing. They talk to their friends, but their friends are not necessarily professional enough to be able to listen. People hear, but they don't listen. Correct. There is a difference. Um, people that hear, they're just listening to your words. And in their mind, their number one priority is I'm going to tell you something to fix that one problem. Mm. A person that listens really wants to understand it's like, what is causing this? How is this happening? How would this person feel? There's a lot of empathy behind it. Right. And that's one of the biggest training that psychologists goes through. Um, I would say like almost fifty to sixty percent of a training for a person to become a psychiatrist will come to the point of like how to develop their listening skills. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's like for individual, you get someone to listen. But on the business side, you also need to find someone that can actually listen or really dig deep down on what is the real problem of the business. It could be not the business itself, it could be the individual running the business. Mm. It could be how that person's thinking. And and by tweaking one of two little things could make a very big difference at the business perspective or even right. the person's life
0: perspective, a domino's right. effect. I'm going to ask you this, this thing here. This is where I found a huge difference. I'm mm. a big split test guy. Mm. Um, in the past, I used to run hundreds of split tests a month because I'm so curious why <laughs> orange button would convert better than a <laughs> yellow button. I just couldn't <laughs> give that up for yes. years already. Yes. Uh, but I did a test like uh, I allocate thinking time in the morning mm. where it's just nothing but thinking. Mm. and I spend an hour with pill versus mm. no pill.
1: You did an experiment.
0: I did an experiment. Mm. Uh, same basic lifestyle, same food that I'm eating, uh, same, pretty much same amount of sleep. Um, the big difference is that when I'm on pill, I can actually think. Mm. That's when I realized that, wow, this is what thinking is really like. <laughs> because in the past, you know, when you're not on pill, I realized that you're really just reacting a lot more than thinking. So what I'm saying is that when you have ADHD, one of the things I realize is that it's very hard to actually brainstorm ideas in your mind and think. Coming out of your ideas is really difficult. You mm. tend to react more. Mm. I would say eighty percent of your thoughts when you're not, uh, when you when you have ADHD and you're not on pill is many times you're really just scattered thinking and reacting mm. to a thing, to a mm. problem. Okay. And usually, you don't fix that pinpoint focus problem. Mm. And when you're on pill, it's insane. The difference is that you can think step by step, you can, everything becomes clear, you can map up the entire thing in your mind. Yep. Like you felt like Einstein. Mm. And, mm. Uh, but for me, I one thing that I actually don't like about a pill is that it makes my sleep a little bit weird. Mm. Uh, I don't know, maybe I should share this, uh, but I talked to my psychiatrist about this and okay. he was telling me that, oh, you know, everyone has a different side effect of this, just mm-hmm. control your usage, so I don't take this a lot. Yep. I take the pill maybe like on average once a week now because I don't want to get my body to be like relying on that, I don't want to be relying on any medication and uh, either people are able to deal with me or they cannot deal with me, just that simple, right? Um, But I always tell people that, you know, before we do anything, before we do business, just like you know, I've got ADHD, sometimes I'm going to be on pill, sometimes I'm not going to be on pill and whether that person, uh, understand or not, that's a totally different case Mm. but I tell people that just to make sure that we set the expectation. But when I take the pill, I actually have uh, a really weird sleeping pattern. Mm. Uh, My dream becomes a lot more lucid and vivid. Interesting. But it becomes more real. Like it's Mm. so real that, because when I'm not on on pill, when I sleep, I don't really remember my dreams. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe once or twice, but that's basically it. i very seldom do I actually remember my dreams when I'm not on pill. But if I take a pill uh, that night when I sleep, I'll actually go through, a. uh, a, it's like a VR, you know, like a virtual reality, like you're in a totally different world, Mm. you're still yourself, but you are like in a game, a Mm. video game, or you're in a different reality, Mm. and um, it got so real that when you wake up, you couldn't differentiate, for a moment, you cannot differentiate what's real and what's not. Mm. It's kind of like, have you watched the movie uh, Inception? Yes. It's like that, it's pretty much like that, like when you wake up, you're not sure, wait, 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 is this real or is this not real? And that was the the, the the issue that I was going through with mm. the pill. Otherwise, I think I would have been uh, using the pill a lot more often. Okay. Uh, but I use the pill a lot if I want to record stuff or if I'm writing copy, mm. right? Mm. So for business owners that are listening to this, I, what I like to do is that I like to, uh, I like to take a piece of paper, mm. right? What I do is I fold the paper into half, right? And I'll lay label one side of the paper, right? Activities that require pill, <laughs> and then the other side, Activities that require no pill mm. and I will list down what are the things that I, I, I do that requires pill So for example copywriting I'll mm. put it on yes to pill mm. right because there's a lot of thinking yep. Brainstorming coming with ideas yep. video recording uh, because I'm not scripted <laughs> so many times my video recordings on the fly mm. So many times if I'm recording a training, uh, I will take the pill mm. Okay, okay? Um, But When I'm doing things that are a lot more, let's say I'm on vacation, or I am uh, just doing finance, like administration stuff, not a lot, maybe going to the banks, meeting the bankers, not for like big deals, but maybe like small little things, more like logistical, administration stuff, and then then I'll mainly do like, put it under no pill, Mm. okay? If I'm, let's say, running ads, or managing advertising account, yeah, maybe no pill, right? But more to thinking stuff, mm. I will actually put into the yes pill category. Mm. And I think if you're an entrepreneur, you need to work on this this mm. particular uh, methodology, which is to understand in life what are the things that requires pill and not require pill. Mm. And uh, the funny thing is, uh, you know, being 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 born in a uh, Chinese in 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 this country is a bit difficult with this because mm. uh, a lot of people just don't understand ADHD at all. It becomes. Uh, a situation where people just use it as an excuse where oh you are just rude you are just uh, misbehaving you are just uh, you are just not taught well uh, you are uh, uh, literally a disgrace right uh, but th- it was a uh, these wo- these are the words that were used on me for many many years and I always felt like man there's something wrong with me mm. and I have never pinpointed back to ADHD I've never pinpointed back to mental health I always mm. thought that maybe I am rude. Maybe I'm an asshole. Maybe I'm not uh, a nice guy. But I see such a huge difference the moment I take the pill. I become a lot more um, closer to my thoughts. And I can hold myself a lot better. I'm a lot more calmer. I, I cannot meditate uh, until I take the pill. It's insane, isn't it, to think about it like that? So I always thought that, oh, I cannot meditate. Something wrong with me. right? Meditation is not just not for me. That's when I realized that it's not for me because I'm, I, I have ADHD, but mm. when I have the pill, it actually nerfs my ADHD a little bit, then I can actually focus more on mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. meditation. Some people actually say meditation can kill ADHD, which I think is BS. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, the way I see it, a disability, whether it's mental or physical, can be a blessing to you. I went to mm-hmm. school in high school with a guy that has no left arm. Mm-hmm. and And... The, the the crazy thing about this is he has no left arm, but he while we're playing soccer in school, he's one of the better players, mm. and he lives lives as though it's like uh, every day is his happiest. Like he couldn't drive a car, mm-hmm. uh, but he always the the or has a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in my opinion, see a disability as a blessing, correct. But you need to learn to control it, correct. Yeah, and don't see it as a curse. If you're born with a problem, uh, if you are given a problem, and and the problem is permanent, it's not something that you can eliminate or fix right away. Learn how to deal with it, so that the people around you don't suffer, and then, more importantly, see it as a blessing. Mm -hmm. I believe that, you know, because we create quite a lot of offers in our company, and we create quite a lot of products, and we do a lot of changes all the time, I don't think we can make all these quick changes if I don't have ADHD. Mm. I think i am maybe too calm for it, Mm. right? And ADHD put me in a position where I want to fix things fast, Mm -hmm. get things done fast, Mm -hmm. because of that things get done a lot quicker. Like we were just talking about doing this podcast yesterday, and bam, it's it's done today, (laughs) right? So uh, I think it can be a blessing if you see it as a blessing. Mm. What's your thought on this?
1: I I think it's absolutely right, because whatever the case is, it's a matter of adapting. Uh, whether like your case where you have uh, missing Limb missing organ or even if you don't think the same way. Uh, it's all about Managing it. It's all about adapting because in life you never get what you want mm-hmm. And it's always about adapting and some of the best entrepreneurs some of the best people on earth is those that can adapt the best so I believe um, if you have a disability is an additional ability because it builds a certain type of muscle for you to be who you are.
0: Yeah you gotta be a lot stronger isn't it?
1: For sure and the people around you I mean they, they, they are there for you uh, and even with the fact that you might be having what you have yeah so in, in a great way it's like a filter system as well so it's a very big blessing. Um, but of course, at the same time, for those that don't have any of disabilities, it's not also a curse. No. It's also it's perfectly fine. It's a matter of like how do you build that awareness, the empathy, and then grow from it. Mm. Um, a, an example for me, it's like um, wearing glasses. Um, maybe you do need glasses, but because you've not been wearing glasses for all your life, you might think what you're seeing is normal. You might think that's how the world is. Uh, there's this saying that they call the model of the world, and you assume it that way. But if you give yourself the chance to go and really explore, go to an expert go to an eye doctor, let them have a chance to see your eyes and then they give you different type of glasses and you get to see things differently. That clarity could open your eyes to big world of opportunities. Like you were mentioning just now about your dream. Reality, I personally feel most dreams are like that. Most people can't really differentiate a real life scenario and a dream because that's like a uh, replay of real life. So that's usually a person's dream, but it, it's because that's not something you have for such a long time until you got the pill you realize that that's weird Mm -hmm. but because that's something new it's an experience and again Mm -hmm. you adapt to it right and I think that's the beautiful thing it's like in today's world every we are going to have problems and issues coming our way I mean we just gone through this whole pandemic thing and I believe it's not the end there's going to be more challenges that comes our way but the beautiful thing is in human and mankind is we always find a way to overcome it. Yeah. We always find a way to work around it. We always find a way to adapt. Of course. So the ones that survive are the ones that adapt. It is not necessary if you're the smartest, richest, or best. It's actually all about how you adapt. Yeah. So um, for everyone that's listening out there, the reality is, when, whatever you have in life, whether it is a biological issue, ADHD, ADD, if you're depressed, or even financially, you're strong or not, you're weak, all those cases are scenarios that's happening to you. Make sure you take that experience and learn to adapt. Because by the end of the day, how well you adapt is how you're going to be successful. And most of the time, my experience, working with a lot of people that has disabilities, the reason why they want to do better is always about the people that cares for them. Awesome. So in a way, do it not just for yourself, but for the people that you love You.
0: Great. Mm. Well, that's the end of this, today's podcast. Uh, if you like what we talk about, it's not An ordinary topic that we can talk about. So go and subscribe, like this video, and why don't you share this with someone that you think Mm. can benefit from this? There are a lot of closet mental health issue people, Mm. and uh, I think they can benefit from this. Share this with an entrepreneur and maybe get them to go check up Mm. with a psychiatrist. Mm. Who knows? Subscribe, and I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast.
1: All right.